2: Welcome to the restricted section in which I, Christina Kahn, am very slowly breaking up with Harry Potter along with my best friends over the course of half a decade. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Chapter 7, The Slug Club, in which we all get on a train and go to school. Hooray. I'm your host, Christina. My co-host today is Leela. Say hello to the listeners, Leela. Hi, I'm Leela, and welcome to Slime Time Live with Slughorn. <laughs> <laughs> and our special guest today is beloved, many time returning guest, Taylor from Taylor. Taylor <laughs> to the listeners, Taylor.
3: Hi, I well, I do keep joking in the Discord every time there's a new channel added that it is my inner monologue channel, so maybe, maybe that's what we name it next time. <laughs>
2: How how the hell have you been? Okay, wait. I'm just gonna tell you, the last time you were on the show was in oh my god last November Whoa. to talk about Luna Lovegood.
3: Yeah, I knew it was early in the book. I couldn't remember when. Ah, uh, the good how old days. How have you been? Ah, uh, you know, st- life happens. Uh, I got engaged. I got Yay! hit by a truck. Oh, <laughs> boo!
2: <laughs> I hope you're ranking them best to work things that have happened to you.
3: Yeah, that's about that's about it. That's it's been, been those two things and uh
2: you recently shared your engagement photos which literally made me tear up. I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. You're
1: so beautiful. You're like a princess."
2: You really are.
3: My favorite were the duck photos that he like nicely snuck into the Google Drive folder.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'm I'm glad those were your favorite. They weren't my favorite, but it's good that we have different favorites.
1: It was it was really sweet. It does remind me of my birding obsessed
2: husband. Lila, Sean is starting. You know how my mom's house has all those big windows with bird feeders? Yeah, my, I Sean, do. Sean was really trying to get me to come look at this finch. I'm telling thing. you. I'm telling you. And I was like, "Babe, I really can't see." He's like, "Don't you see the yellow color?" And I'm like, "I don't even know what you're pointing at." <laughs> <laughs> like there's a reason that I can't bird and it's because it's I can't. Sight. See, yeah, sight is it's coming for him. Yeah, he's. It's okay. You know, maybe
1: he and Jason can be birding buddies.
2: That's probably not what either of them
1: wants, honestly.
2: Well, the reality is that it might be good for them because it's good to be quiet when you're birding. So they can just sit in silence and wait for the birds.
3: <laughs> but then they and then they have somebody who will care when they show them.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: uh, my partner is not currently birding, so okay. I'm gonna take that as a win right now.
2: Is he currently biking?
3: He he is like physically actually biking right now. <laughs> wow. Uh, I guess right. Sort of. Uh, it's every Wednesday.
2: Oh, it was okay. So he does it regularly. That's why I guessed. I didn't know it was every Wednesday.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No. Every every Wednesday evening, he goes. He bikes with a bunch of middle-aged black men. Um, Good for him. And I only specify that because I just love these men, you know, kicking the stereotype of um, black people not biking, um, which is an unfortunate stereotype. So um, they're my favorite. And
2: they have um, Black Birders Week. We I, Maybe oh, we cool. should start Black Bikers Week, although Black Bikers sounds like a perhaps a different kind of. When you say biker, <laughs> yeah. that's
3: like a yeah. biker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the club he bikes with like is named after a black cyclist, so like it, it's cool. C- it's cool. I ju- I just think it's it's a nice thing, but yeah, it's like half a mile down the road is where they meet. So he goes and does that, and then I get annoyed because then he rushes out of here because he doesn't plan ahead of time, even though it happens every Wednesday. <laughs>
2: Yeah, some people just don't aren't very good at time planning, and that's okay. They need to partner with those of us who are. Before I come came up here, I was like, Sean, I know you're supposed to be at Mia's at seven thirty. I want you to know that it's seven right now, so you need to start getting ready in about fifteen minutes if you want to be on time. And he's like, Thanks. Yeah. But then, but then I left, and it's like, what What is fifteen minutes? You know,
3: mm-hmm. it's tough. It- yeah, I normally tell him about thirty minutes early of when we're supposed to be someplace. Mm.
2: Sean came home from work yesterday with a gigantic cooler full of crab, which <laughs> is fun. His co-workers like to make like a lot of to have a lot of meat and then share it. He's gotten crab before. He's also gotten like a bunch of barbecue from someone. And it's like it's really awesome, but first of all, crab is it was it's just crabs like you have to you got to pick them and that's like so much effort that I personally did not schedule into the week because I'm going out of town on Saturday and I had like the meals planned very like everything's very tight between now and when I leave so my schedule and, and the food that I had planned and Sean's like here's a cooler full of crab and I'm like yeah okay I'm like okay this is all you you have to handle this by yourself yes. and then he gets that lost puppy dog eyes, and I'm like, okay. You can do this, though. All right, I'll help you with the crab. I helped them, and now I'm injured. I have injuries. I really, as much as I love crab, and I do have a tattoo of one of my arms, picking them is- It hurts. It's it's fucking injurious. It's not good. I don't, it's also like, I don't
1: personally, know what, people who love seafood don't share this with me, but I just like, don't personally love like having to, like we don't do that with fucking
2: cows you know like like disassemble them with your hands yes it's it's yeah, a it's little not my favorite thing it's either. not
1: i'd rather someone else do that and then me not have to see and just you're like picking
2: a crab a and you're crab. like a little bit of intestines <laughs> in my hand oh look at that Ooh, look at those <laughs> lungs Ooh. and it's like oh, i don't know i don't like this may i have a suggestion
1: maybe ma- sean okay have you ever had crab and eggs like a classic
2: yeah, like breakfast. a ben- uh, not not a beignet. What's it called? A Benedict.
1: Uh, well, yeah, I guess I was just like scrambled eggs with crab meat in it. Is super good. You just need to put it on him and make him do it, and then you have crab meat, and you can just make it for breakfast
3: or lunch. Yeah,
2: it's it's not the recipe that's the struggle; it's the getting. It's the getting the, the fact that
3: you had the crab.
2: <laughs> just it's the fact of the crab. Yeah, a crab is a burden. Yeah. And the last time this happened, he really did bring home. <laughs> so much barbecue but then he brought home like a totally disproportionate amount of barbecue sauce so ever since then we've just been <laughs> plagued by this barbecue sauce we've been putting it on everything i put it on every sandwich so i just he he's a dreamer you know he's like yeah. i dream of a cooler full of of crabs. yeah he's like we're rich and i'm the real i'm the realist <laughs> and i'm like so what are we doing with these crabs and it, a good relationship takes both of those people
1: I agree because there can't be two cooler full of crab, people.
2: Um, right, that's what happens when Haley and Sean hang out alone together. And they come <laughs> back with two coolers full of crab, and it's like,
3: and right, then they both stare at you today. like, oh,
2: "Crab, help me." <laughs> Like All right, enough crab talk. <coughs> Cancer season is over. Wow! Actually, by the time this episode comes out, it will be, what comes next? Is it Virgo comes after mm-hmm. Leo? Yeah, it's right? Virgo. Yeah, Virgo season. That's crazy. Look, a blast from the past. That's us. It's only Leo season back here. Let's talk about the Slug Club. Taylor, you requested this chapter.
3: Why? Um, One, because it, it's a continuation of how dumb Slughorn is. Um, But also, it gives one of the cutest examples of Harry and Luna's friendship, in my opinion. When they are in the compartment and all those people are trying to get him to leave. And he tells them that Neville and Luna are his friends. And, like, even though he thinks... Luna especially is weird. The fact that he sticks by them and actually stands up and says, hey, they're my friends. is just one of my favorite moments in the series.
2: That's very sweet. I do feel like Luna is kind of like a safety save for Harry. Like, I feel like he thinks that she's the only person in the world who truly has zero expectations of him. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of true. Like, even Ron and Hermione expect stuff from him. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. She he, she has zero expectations from herself, so like... Go yeah, we're her. just
2: on this ride together, man. She'd
3: show up with a cooler full of crabs. <laughs>
2: she would. What are you drinking? Is that one of them fancy flavored waters?
3: Uh, so I st- I was originally drinking a uh, hard cider. Uh, nice. If anybody's in the Pittsburgh area, Grist House, Dem Apples. Fantastic. Now I am just drinking a orange cream soda. Nice. That is very refreshing. Refreshing. Delish, I wasn't expecting yeah. it to be. It
2: looks good. What are you drinking, Layla? Um,
1: I am drinking a some kind of delicious Jenny <laughs> Weasley <laughs> cocktail. Um, oh yeah,
2: your husband makes good cocktails. Yes.
1: Um. So my husband gets into fixations, and sometimes they're fun. Like when he wants to like get into mixology, amazing. I'm like, best thing decision you ever made. Actually, second best. He also has a fixation that's like. Um, photography and I'm like that's great I can be in so many pictures and <laughs> you can have yeah. a career doing something you love
3: I was like in he can have a career that's, that's yeah a yeah good yeah f- yeah but then like you know like
1: current,
2: yeah
3: you know But sometimes
1: sometimes, sometimes he's, he's really excited about gra-
2: our grass right now guys that's a total dad thing Sean does it too you don't have to be a dad to be a dad about grass
3: see see Joe's the same way like uh he has spent the past couple months like perfecting our backyard um, but also went through a mixology phase. So, uh,
2: a couple maybe like six months ago, I told Sean, I was like, you know, Zach brings Alex coffee in bed in the mornings. It's pretty and amazing. With, yeah. Within the next week or so, Sean indeed brought me a coffee in bed. He really picked up the hint. He never did it again since then. But I got one out of him. And let me tell you, like a week ago, I was like. Hey, Sean, you know, Jason just likes making cocktails anytime. So, like, I just want you to know that if you ever just feel like making a cocktail, like, you could put it right in my hand. I'll drink it anytime. So, hopefully, I'll be getting a
3: cocktail surprise
2: in the next couple days here. Nice. Well,
3: Christina, I can tell you now that if you tell Joseph that you want a cocktail, you have to specifically tell him what cocktail you want, but he will make it for you immediately.
2: I never know what cocktail I want. See me
3: See Something. that's that's Joe's issue. Yeah, that's why you have me
2: because
1: I'll I'll I can read your vibes and like yeah, know what who was you are.
2: That? Layla, that pink drink that you made for my birthday party ruined me. I went, <laughs> I left before midnight, and I I don't remember leaving, but I just remember waking up the next morning and yeah. being like, I think I left too early. What was that? It was pink. That's all I remember. It was a pink lemonade margarita. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh shit. I didn't. You said it was pineapple. Actually, I'm remembering now, right? No. Oh, I thought you. Oh, oh no. I'm conflating two things because I've been having a weirdness about tequila lately. I know. That's what I was like. But, but it didn't. Um, I didn't, didn't feel do it at all that night. Okay. The kay. reason I said pineapple is because I've also been developing a pineapple allergy recently, and oh, I got no. confused about what we were talking about. I know, it's really
1: annoying. It's like all your, It's starting to be like all the things you love. That
3: sucks.
2: No, although tequila and pineapple, that's about 50% of my diet.
3: I understand. Um, well, I'll be drinking but, our piña coladas. No, I'll be
2: drinking it. them. I'm only slightly allergic to pineapple. Oh. Don't worry about it. Colo- oh, so
3: you're just going to deal with it.
1: Okay. I'm just going to deal. A good piña colada on like a hot-ass day
2: is so good. It's so We did. It's a milkshake. We did pina coladas for Brooke's birthday because they're good, virgin. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I try to make her when we're celebrating. I try to make a cocktail that's good with or without the booze. Or there was that one time we had a tea party for her. Oh, that was. We were putting. We were putting whiskey in, (laughs) but tea (laughs) still a tea by itself.
3: Yeah. Joe. Joe has already made his list of how many things of coconut rum he wants to buy and. Making sure he's enough coconut puree. Like, it's a whole thing. <laughs> Is he going to wow. bartend your wedding? I'm confused. Oh, our vacation. For the vacation. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Taylor and I are going on vacation together next week. That'll help everyone oh, yeah. time exactly when we recorded this episode. Yeah. yeah,
3: sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, No, Joe Joe has decided to put on to himself to make three specialty cocktails for the wedding. One for me, one for him, and one for Ginny, apparently. Aww. That's really
2: cute. <laughs> yeah, that's really cute. One of the side effects, good or bad, uh-huh. of recording with friends that you like talking to uh-huh. is that it's kind of hard to just be like, shut, shut up, up, let's talk about Harry Potter. You can do
1: it when one of us is a man. I'm sorry. It's true. It's easier. Shut up. It's easier.
2: Are you saying that I... I'm more willing to tell the men to shut up on this podcast. Yeah,
3: you're, Cause you're, mil- it's really, you're, willing Yeah, she, Andrew. she's, she's yeah. not even gonna like,
2: Your it's, cutting, it's yeah. easier to use
1: them as like, I wish I could think of any other word than this, but like, as a scapegoat, you know what I mean? Like, everyone here, <laughs> including me won't shut up, but like, shut the fuck up, Andrew, you know what I mean?
2: He just mm-hmm. takes it really well because we've done it so much in I our know. friendship that I know I can safely tell him that he needs like, to. I watch his face and I'm like wa- waiting for it he to does, fall. It's, he's fine. He, he does. He does. His face fall so hard and then he recovers so fast. <laughs> he's the best. He's the best person I know. Okay. So um, it's the last day of summer. Ugh, Harry Potter's not. really worried about what dr- it actually is. When it comes out, it might be this episode comes out on August thirtieth. Oh shit! That's, that's not the last day of summer, but some could argue that in a, through a certain lens, it kind of is the last day of summer. So
3: in a lot of so, Sam and I have been talking about this a lot. Sam from Content Capable, for those who aren't aware of him, um, in Australia they tend to use meteorological summer more than like the actual dates. So their seasons go December, January, February is winter. Well, for us, if here in the Northern Hemisphere, um, March, uh, April, May is spring, June, July, August, rather than June, whatever starts summer because
2: the solstices. Let's
3: be honest do you really consider mid September summer?
2: Yes, Sometimes I it do feels personally like because in Virginia it doesn't start. I consider October to be fall, yeah. but so, September for the most part feels just like August. It's hot as balls yeah. down here. It's hot as balls. That's
3: when I go to the beach, bitch.
2: <laughs> yeah, because everyone's in school. Yeah, yeah it's
3: always funny because like I'm not that far north from you guys, but we have a very different uh, climate. Yeah,
2: Layla, let's play hooky one day in September and go down to Fort Monroe, which is like a very chill little beach, only about an hour away.
1: Okay. Just tell me the day and time. Well, I that's guess that's feature. that's the opposite of what hooky is. It's like, just we'll tell me all the plans and I'll coordinate it and we'll request off hooky. work and then I will play hooky. <laughs> I mean, you
2: can request off work, but I only have six days left. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Just take your laptops, just work on the beach. I'm not doing that no, shit. No, on, only <laughs> because I can't see. I used to, when I was a lifeguard, I used to take my laptop sometimes to like the pool and I would have to go fully under a towel to, so I could only do it when obviously <laughs> there was no one there. Yeah. Uh,
1: speaking of covering oneself with a cloak. Uh-huh. uh-huh. How about this here? Uh, about
2: Harry Potter. Harry's a, Harry can't stop thinking about his boyfriend, Draco Malfoy. Literally no one else cares at all. Obsessed. Harry is like. I'm so into you. You know, like, as a kid, I think reading about this
1: really obsessive relationship, it seemed more like I felt like what Harry was feeling. I was like, he's, they're gaslighting. I mean, like, that didn't even exist, that term back then. But I was like, they're gaslighting him. He he knows something's going on. And, like, obviously we, you know, we mm-hmm. saw, I don't know why I sound like Natasha Leone, right for that second <laughs> um, that's a witch yeah we all we all saw um you know the narrative with and we all know what happens and like obviously like we know how it's gonna end but like at the time I didn't and then I guess I just like believed Harry I just really did I bought into that fucking narrative I was like his friends are mean for not like taking him seriously like how dare Mr. Weasley Zara <laughs> See, it's, it's weird
3: because I, I did not read this book until I was 19. Mm. It was the summer of 2017. Yeah. I can tell you exactly where I was right when Dumbledore died. I was in the library at Penn State, if anybody actually cares. And uh, so for me, I still was just like, guys, listen to Harry. And I like can't imagine yeah. as a kid, I feel like it would be even stronger because I'm like, Oh no! I'm an adult with thinking brain, um, and nobody's <laughs> listening to Harry. Well, don't you think like one of the worst
1: things about being a kid is this? Like I remember when the it but uh, not to date age myself, but when the the it um, Stephen King um, original mini series came out in the '90s, and I was I was so little, I was like probably six or seven or eight or nine. But like, um, <laughs> but uh, I was definitely not allowed to watch that. I was such a weenie. But I, I remember like my, we had like a bad friend, neighborhood friend, Jordan, who um, would let us watch it in his dad's garage. And I remember watching scenes and like the scariest thing about it is like, okay, like anything that happens to these kids, the parents can't see. So like at one point, like her, she opens up her bathroom and it's like covered in blood. And, like, it's spewing everywhere and it's on her and her dad opens the door and, like, he can't see it. And so he's like, "What? what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Like, you're just, you know. Isn't that, like, that's really scary. I guess in general, thinking that that would happen. But especially as a kid, grownups don't listen to what?
2: you. I'm listening. Uh, oh, okay. I was like, what are you talking about? I had a point, <laughs> I think. No, I see it now. I get it. I'm with you.
3: Well, and Yeah, it- what if they didn't listen to you? But the thing is, and to continue the it thing, her friends believe her. That's true. That's true. Whereas with Harry, like no literally, one. I'm sure if he told Luna, she'd be like, "I'm on your side." But that's because she's just always on his side. Yeah. But beyond that, literally nobody else is. Um,
2: I think if he told Luna, she'd be like, "Harry, do you think you might be in love with him?" <laughs>
3: You're not, you're not entirely wrong. No, she's cute little Irish accent.
2: I'm bad at accents. Okay. Harry thinks that Draco is out here trying to get revenge. He thinks that he's replaced Lucius as a death eater. Ron laughs at this, which I personally feel is inappropriate. Like, yeah. I think he's like, I'm a kid. Kids can't be radicalized. And it's like, oh, honey, you are so
3: sheltered. <laughs>
2: But like, as a um,
3: social studies teacher, can confirm children can be yeah. radicalized. I have wanna... you ever
2: heard of the <laughs> Hitler Youth?
3: I heard of a student that I had that just was a little Nazi. He'd say some of the wildest shit to me, and I'm like, "Stay home." And as soon as I could get rid of him, I did. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, but yes. Go oh, go ahead, Leela. I
1: didn't. I think I was just making noise because the silence. Uh, Alright, sometimes
2: me. I, I I hit the pipe when I
3: think people are gonna talk back and forth a little bit and sometimes I'm wrong
1: mm. I got distracted by something
3: <laughs> it is funny reading him being like he's sixteen and I'm like ah yeah um unfortunately a lot of uh Nazis were also sixteen
1: going on a seventeen
3: of- yeah a lot of people in uh, the KKK were uh, 16. I did appreciate the sound of music, oh, That was
2: very solid.
3: She's uh, muted
2: because she's coughing a lot from... Why Are you leaning down to smoke weed so that we can't see you? Yeah, I turned my
1: self-view back on, and now I'm like, I gotta...
2: You gotta cover it. Yeah, I cover it with my notes. You,
1: well, cover you can just click recording. the little dots and say, hide oh, yeah. self-view, and then it's just well, you and Taylor. Mm. I never do that. Well, it I actually never is... Do that.
2: It actually works for me because I need somewhere to put my notes. You feel me? Aww. So, Yeah.
3: But yeah, no, it, it, every time he's like, he's 16, I'm like, yeah, in some places in the world, 16-year-olds can drink.
2: Like, yeah. Your,
3: your A argument 16-year-old can
1: do damage. A 16-year-old did huh? damage on my heart when I yeah. when I was 16,
2: <laughs>
1: to clarify.
2: In the kitchen, Fleur and Bill are discussing wedding plans while Molly is being angry. Very are angry? She's just not showing her best side so far. This book, she's been she's been projecting her internalized, internalized misogyny onto Fleur. Oh, she's yeah. been
3: she's been uh, Molly Wobbles. <laughs> <laughs> just like not her best. <laughs> I do like Fleur better in the movies, in my opinion. Cause I feel like this chapter makes her look so ditzy, and even though she's Mm -hmm. in the movies less, she's like not as much of a bumbling idiot as I love.
2: Okay, but my favorite type of woman. That's true. A beautiful blonde bimbo who is secretly brilliant. Okay, legally blonde. Clueless, like
3: Barbie, she,
2: Fleur de la Delacour. Barbie Fleur Delacour de fits right in there, actually. She's my perfect one. But I
3: feel like we don't get to see her be brilliant per se, except for when she does the dragon, <sighs> and when she at the like in the last book when they're actually like you know in hiding and doing shit. Everything in between is just her being dumb she's
2: really okay so when I said brilliant I didn't necessarily mean like academically like she is really really brave and loyal and strong and she kind of like could just be in France with her family but she's like part she's like she becomes part of this like bigger war because she feels invested with these people she's made connections with and she does exactly what is asked of her she like I, I just really respect her yeah
3: no I like her like I said I like her more in the Last book and last movie. Yeah. yeah I just think sure.
1: this one is just like the narrative just does her dirty. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah. You also just have to p- keep putting yourself in her shoes. Like, she's in her in law's like shitty, <laughs> cl- like hoarder house. Like, I'm sorry, but it's like the kind of house that if I was a guest there, it would stress me out. Like, and with like all of these kids <laughs> and, and like her overbearing future mother in law, Bill's not even there consistently. Yeah. yeah. Like, he just yeah. drops in she barely speaks the language everyone in the house fucking is either hates her or wants to fuck her yeah and like i just feel so bad for her like everyone be so nice to this bitch please yeah
1: it's it's really um i think like when people are like british people are so polite you you need to look at a chapter like this where it's like jr didn't do much but she knew her country right she knows british people and, Especially <laughs> when they're
3: talking about a French person. Sure. British <laughs> well, versus you French, the French. You know.
1: Um, and, you know, Fleur happens to be French. And and so, of course, the narrative is like, what a silly, foofy little girl. She's so fluffy and poofy and silly. The French. And it's like, actually, I, I just didn't read anything about her saying or doing anything wrong. She's just excited about her wedding. Like, and hoping yeah. that her family will celebrate that, but they just like make fun of her behind her back. It sucks. It's not good.
3: Yeah. Oh man, I want to know what my my in laws are saying about me while planning my wedding. Uh, well, that's no, you don't. Uh, the, that's the thing. <laughs> no, I, I, I
2: think I think I was reflecting on this in the last episode, but like I know that my in laws love me, and I still wouldn't want to be in this position at all. Yeah. Like yeah. we have a pretty firm two night limit with any of our parents. Yeah,
1: I would agree to that. I mean, wouldn't you, Taylor?
3: like oh no we can't get away with it but yes (laughs) i believe yeah no for for us it's not parents it's his grandparents who raised him um same same his dad his dad could not give two shits whether or not we come visit like respectfully um his grandma yeah my dad's kind of the same he's like don't come
2: see if i care i'm retired
3: (laughs) yeah yeah pretty much uh yeah we we just get shamed Uh, yeah gotta love that familial shame yeah it's like like, it's like they
1: don't have anything else to do you know
2: like yeah anyway so then we talk about we talk about the security for the train station transport and then now it's tomorrow (laughs) so it's like here's what we're gonna do for once oh would you believe it's september 1st and it's a saturday
3: just like last year and the year before and the year before (laughs) that (laughs) wow it drives me insane like (laughs) especially so my school starts the same day every year in that it's always the wednesday after labor day yeah so if she had just said school starts the first monday of september every year Yeah, yeah 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 it would be the easiest fucking fix you possibly could have for this issue <sighs> yeah.
1: Yep. She just wasn't worried about it, I guess. She was like stupid, probably stupid woman. Probably no one will notice. No one'll notice. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's gonna
2: read these things.
1: What would someone analyze Harry Potter as an adult? No.
2: What? For for once, everything goes smoothly, getting everyone out the door. It's kind of impressive. Um, except Fleur is kissing everyone goodbye <laughs> and Ron runs over <laughs> to get a kiss and Ginny trips him and he
3: lands in the mud. <laughs> you love it. You love to see it.
2: That's a really bop bop, bop bum bop
1: bop, bop,
3: bop, bop <laughs> moment. As somebody who has like a brother really close to me in age, I I know Tina doesn't, but Leela, I don't know how close your siblings are to you in my, age.
2: My brother's three years younger than yeah. Mine's yeah,
3: mine's, mine's mine's a year mine's a year and a half younger than me. And we, I genuinely could see me doing that to Jared just to be an ass. Yeah, like like it's very yeah I can visualize yeah. this situation.
2: <laughs> I probably wouldn't, but I've mentioned on the show before that I'm always trying to get my brother's boot up because they're catches. so I'd be like, go, oh, go ahead.,
1: <laughs> uh, I guess it depends on how long you were hanging out in the house and having to like deal with Ron drooling over.
2: That's true. I haven't lived with either of my brothers in. Whew! Fifteen, and years. that's okay. You know that's it. That's fine. That's what's up.
1: In <laughs> fact, that's what's up. <laughs> In fact, that's what's up. Yeah, I've got two bros as well, and they're you know I love them, but you know we don't we don't need to we don't need to do all that.
2: <laughs> so an or an or, an, or, an, or, an, or, an or escorts Harry through the wall. They get on the train. You know what? Whatever. Her, Hermione and Ron go off to be prefects. Before Harry gets on a train, he asks Arthur for a word. Arthur already knows that the trio, like, wasn't in Win- Weasley's Wizard weezes when they were discovered missing when they were fucking around in Nocturne Alley uh, in Diagon Alley. They said they were in the shop the whole time, but Arthur definitely. Arthur says, "Harry, please. You're talking to
3: the man who raised
2: Fred and George. <laughs> like,
3: what do you, who do you think I am?" That just, is honestly one of my yeah. favorite lines in this whole chapter. Is just him being like, "Bruh, come He's on." He's like, "I
2: don't always know how to catch you in the act, but I know when you're fucking about." <laughs> so Harry tells him everything, including his suspicions that Draco's a Death Eater now. Arthur's like, "I don't know, man." He expresses doubt that Voldemort would work with a kid, but, like, why the fuck wouldn't he?
3: Like, we were Y'all are about, like, working Hi- with Hi- a
2: kid. Yeah, like, Hitler was happy to work with kids. Like, why the hell wouldn't Voldemort work with kids? That's You gotta get them while they're young.
3: Yeah, but it's, like, specifically that Dumbledore is working with a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, Harry is the one you're literally talking to right now. So the fact that everybody has, like, this disbelief, given in-universe, I'm, like... But, but you're you're working with a 16-year-old. Right. So why yeah. couldn't Voldemort be working with a 16-year-old? It's just really strange. Like, they have,
1: everyone seems to have this exact, this is where I don't think the writing's good. It seems uncanny. where Where everybody seems to have the exact same reaction, which is like, but not so young, he wouldn't. And it's like... It's like the Truman Show. Yeah. It's like Harry. Exactly. Everyone's
2: like programmed. Yeah.
1: that's It feels Truman Showy. I I don't like it. Yeah. Like a stage play. <laughs> I
3: almost wonder what Neville's reaction would be. Yeah. I think about this a lot. It's just Neville's reaction to things. Because yeah. of he just has such a different background as of all the other characters that Harry's friends with. Besides, Luna's another one where it's, like, she has a weird background, but Luna is Luna, and so her head's, like, a million miles above Earth. I I almost wonder what Neville's reaction would be. Like, somebody whose parents have been actively tortured by Bellatrix in the last war, somebody who hasn't had parents because of it, like, somebody who was with him in the the Ministry of Magic during the last book, like... I weirdly wish he would confide more in Neville than he does. I understand why she didn't go that way. But especially once he found out the prophecy, like you would almost think that would bring him closer to Neville, being like, like Oh shit, hey, it could have been in
2: this him. <laughs> we both have to suffer for this.
3: But no. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm with you. But then I do like that Neville just doesn't get wrapped into most of Harry's bullshit and yeah. gets to have his own journey. That's yeah, good. it's like I
3: just I just love that Neville gets to exist. Like, I'm glad you're alive, buddy. Good job. Yeah, and he has such a wonderful arc. He
2: does. So
3: basically, Arthur
2: isn't worried. And he, the train is leaving. So it's like, well, you now Bye. you have to go. You're running now. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. And then Molly tells him quickly that he's coming home to them for Christmas. And then the train sets off. And Molly's like at the what does it say? It says like she's like she's like j- sprinting
1: now, as yeah, she's train. like jogging along the train. <laughs> God damn it, that is a flawed woman, but uh, she she means well. God
2: damn it, that is one flawed woman. No, but I,
1: was like, she, I was like, I was like, I want to because I'm not at the stage anywhere where I can say Molly Weasley's perfect. Like, no, she she
2: definitely means well. I'm with she you does. on that. And she it's, does her and best with hard. very little. Yeah. yeah, she's brave as hell.
3: Yeah, yeah it, a real I, griff. Yeah, I think like she's a product of her time, unfortunately, in mm. some of her views of the world. But she's still, you know, better than a lot of people, and has <laughs> learned yeah. a lot over years. And yeah. you know, she's she's not perfect, but she is the type of person willing to grow. And uh, she's had kids that, like, force her to do that on a regular basis. Yep. So many.
2: Yeah, totally. Well, goodbye, Mrs. <laughs> Weasley. Um, we're off on the train. Harry's looking for a compartment and everyone is staring at him and he's lost without his friends. Sucks. Um, Jenny can't hang out with him because she needs to meet Dean.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's fine. You know what? get it jenny like seriously good for
2: her oh i'm teamed
1: i'm team dean absolutely yeah
2: team dean harry gets jealous but he's like huh weird it must be just cuz i got used to her not even that he misses her <laughs> but but that he got used to her he's like well that'll take some readjustment i guess You're such
1: a dumb asshole but oh my god also
2: like okay i think that there's a couple times and like i'm not trying to judge anyone else but like jenny and dean they're not going to find their own private compartment on this train like why can't Harry go hang out with his two friends who happen to be dating each other they never hang out with Ginny when she's dating anyone and maybe that's because Ron's usually there and Ginny doesn't like that but he's not there right now Harry should obviously I think just go sit with Ginny and Dean
3: well does uh, I can't remember the last well the four books that he is on the train Um, does he ever really sit with like Dean on the train because then it might just be like i don't Uh, know dean's not somebody i hang out with outside of the common room like i know dean
2: on the train you
3: you laugh but like that's how teenagers are yeah
2: they never hang out during like breaks or anything really unless (laughs) they're in the common room or like at the table that's so weird dude that's so that's so weird i had so many friends in high school and i talked to anyone like i
3: yeah but you're uh what house
2: Puff, but jenny and Ginny and dean are friendly like it's just weird I to, to be like well i can't sit with him because it's like you know him you can sit with anyone you know
3: or even people you don't know i uh when i was so when i did my student teaching i was in person i was teaching eighth graders so 14 for the most part 13 14 and they would tell me like there are certain people they only talk to in certain classes, even though they're friendly. They'll say hi in the hall, but they wouldn't actually stand with them in the hall, but they'll go to their each other's houses later. Huh? That is like the crazy. Kid, weird. kid politics are weird as
2: fuck. Kid politics. That sounds like a really either really good or really bad rapper is called kid politics. That's I, I think I was too distracted
1: to uh, notice that stuff. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I, I w- don't think
2: I really know. I definitely that. I wasn't
1: understand. cool. I didn't go to like, I wasn't even like you, Tina. Like, I didn't ever get invited to parties and stuff like that. I didn't
2: have friends like that, but I didn't really party in high school either. Though. Oh, you didn't, yeah. My parents were very overprotective, yeah. Same and I lived in the middle of
3: nowhere, yeah. So, uh, my stepdad once burnt a whole set of Harry Potter books, so.
2: That's overprotective fun. level
3: for my family is like it's <sighs> astronomical. It's always weird.
2: That's like one of those memes that right wing people make to be like satirical, but then the left gets a hold of it and it's like hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like is this the future you want? And it's like Harry Potter books burning, and it's like uh, I kinda. mean, kinda. Yeah, <laughs> it's
3: not. The yeah, worst it's like thing. looking looking back on it now. It's like oh, that's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> sure. But at the time, it's like, well, his aunt had bought them for my stepsister because she was a teacher. So she was like, let me, and it was like the first five books, I think. And she was like, let me send this to my niece because it's all the rage right now with my students. And I bet, didn't even think about it, sent it to my da- stepdad's house rather than my sister's mom's house. Oh, and if she, if she had just switched which address, they would have survived. But, uh, yeah, no. R.I.P. But uh, Voldemort had already had the money, so it didn't matter anyhow that he broke yeah, them. That's, that's always that's- the wildest part. <laughs> wow.
2: So Neville and Luna come to the rescue. And Harry's like, oh, my God, friends. And they <laughs> find an empty apartment. <laughs> I think I said oh, apartment." Yeah. Com- I wish. Wow. <laughs> Oh, my God. My friend is moving to Columbus. My friend Adrienne, she got a job in Columbus. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And she just put a down payment or a deposit on an apartment today. She sent me a little video. And it's like a pretty nice, like, new downtown apartment. And I was like, damn, look at this apartment. A brand. Like, just imagine starting from scratch and, like, just putting only the things you need the most into a a cute downtown little apartment. Like, oh, what a dream. Wow. So long ago for me. If if I had a little apartment, it would be so pink.
1: (laughs) Mine would be crazy and so messy.
2: (laughs) So they're just like catching up. Apparently, Neville's grandma is proud of him and (laughs) bought him a new wand. So that's great. We love that. We saw her um in one of the newspapers I think <laughs> like quoted bragging about him or something like that.
3: like it was a very cute thing, whatever it was. It just makes me think about uh when Neville like tells the story about how his family didn't think he was gonna be magical and it was his like uncle threw him out of- off the roof or something and stuff like
2: he held him out the window and accidentally dropped him or maybe on purpose <laughs> dropped him yeah.
3: So, and but, then he bounced. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, yeah? it just, it just makes me think what? of that, like this whole time they're just waiting to be told, oh, no, never mind. He failed out of Hogwarts. And finally it's like, oh, thank God. Oh. He's done something. <laughs> it's horrible. It's so sad.
2: Yeah. So they're talking about DA meetings. Harry's like, we're not gonna need them without Umperage. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, don't speak too soon because you have no idea what's yeah, coming you this don't year. Know, bitch. And then Luna says, I enjoyed the meetings. It was like having friends. And then Harry's like, I hate when she <laughs> says awkward shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> he can't say, Luna,
1: I am your friend. You can't just say that. Like, what's wrong with, like, with these kids?
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, also 16 year old boy. Uh, they. D- if you think about when these books are written and it's gotten better, but like boys continue to still not be allowed to show feelings but especially towards uh other like being like this is my female friend I'm not allowed to have those so I I understand and then he does stand up for her just in a yeah a little bit I get it like I want to punch you but also you're a 16 year old boy I
2: feel like he wouldn't have stood up for her if he hadn't seen her just now and been reminded that he likes her. <laughs> that's that's like, oh, also yeah. fair. <laughs> so a bunch of girls send Ramil Vane in <laughs> to invite H- Harry to their compartment. Um, I was listening to this audiobook with Sean while we were shelling crabs. <laughs> and he was like, it was like, why do I recognize that name, Ramil Vane?" And I was like, that bitch is the one who sends the love potion later. Because that's... You hear I think people remember her name cuz you cuz fucking Rupert Grant is like, "What a de face." Oh, <laughs> and it's yeah. so cute with, with his little face. I don't that's such a I don't know scene. why I
1: didn't like uh I don't really like remember it being in the movie a different name. I like I feel like I remembered it being Lavender. Is that a different time? Does Ron ever get with that's, Lavender?
2: Yeah, that's in this book. Oh. But he gets love potioned in the middle of dating. Later. Oh, he gets love, love potioned by Ram- Ramilta by accident. Oh, my God. I'm excited to read. Yeah, that. me too. So Harry takes some time to reflect a bit about how Neville just as easily could have been the chosen one. And he's like, but I'm the chosen. One. You know what? <laughs> At least it's finally occurring to him. Like, I don't know what to say to you, Harry. Like, yes, maybe I'm the main character. <laughs> <laughs> Enter Ron and Hermione. They talk, they share that Malfoy isn't doing his prefect duty, he's just hanging out with his friends. And when I say Harry is hanging on their every single word of tea that they have about Malfoy, like he is thirsty for some yeah. knowledge about this boy. I mean, like, I just it, it feels like Harry
1: cares more about this than. Uh, he cares about any of his
3: other crushes. So,
2: <laughs> any of his stupid girl yeah, crushes? None. Those were fake. There are. His
3: Malfoy relationship is so much more developed than any relationship ever could be. Truly.
2: Damn. They got this whole shared history. So, what is Malfoy doing? Being pe- petted. He is being petted
1: currently. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll get to the heavy petting. Isn't that one of those weird sex yes. things that people tell you not to do it before you have sex? Uh, 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 no heavy petting. You know what that? No, really, I think it's just petting. over,
1: like over the jeans stuff.
2: Oh, erotic contact between two people involving stimulation of the genitals, but stopping short of intercourse. Okay. Yeah, it's a like really it's, it's it's that gray. It's area. another fun question. <laughs> Thing you can try <laughs> oh okay um some random student enters and gives harry an invitation from slug to join him for our, for lunch mm. and also neville <laughs> <laughs> so then they're like what okay all right and then they go and walking down the corridor we get a look at cho chang and more importantly, at her friend Marietta, mm-hmm. who's wearing a shit ton of makeup to poorly cover up where Hermione literally mutilated her face.
1: It's horrible. It's
2: horrible. And Harry smirks. Yeah,
3: I know. Harry it's Harry smirks. Harry's, it's Harry's smirk that just makes me, ugh.
2: That's wild that her, like, her parents couldn't figure it out over the summer, like, they couldn't take her to St. Mungo's. Like, there's no cure no. for it. And we never see this bitch again, I don't think, after this moment.
1: It's because fucking, okay, Hermione is, like, the greatest witch of her whatever. And her age? I don't know, age. And so she did something super fucked up that, like, a lot of probably even grow. She's We all know she's smarter than, like, every professor at this school. So it's like. Yeah. <laughs> people couldn't figure out her magic and she is fucked up like that in the head and the narrative makes us think like ooh good riddance and it's like all I, I don't know she's a kid she was scared like I'm not like yeah. endorsing narcs but like certainly I, I'm i certain that I tattletailed at a young and, age at some point well yes
2: for sure I absolutely me too and then also like there we have no reason to believe that she wasn't under duress when she confessed like we mm-hmm. know for a fact that umbrage was yeah. dosing kids with veritas serum and it's like uh so probably this kid too right oh my god yeah. i didn't
1: even think about that <laughs> that's so bad
2: it's wild I, I almost i mean do we think hermione feels vindicated and is smirking also or do we think <clears throat> hermione like maybe the spell got away from her and she like feels bad about it, but doesn't know what to do.
1: It's odd because I think that she does have a greater sense of empathy. I, at least than the two boys at, at the very least. Um, but I also like, don't, I mean, like, I feel like I don't get the sense that she really ever thinks about it again. Yeah. Which is, yeah, which is, Kind of psycho, crazy, scary. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's go to Slughorn's compartment. There are a bunch of other students here for lunch. Um, him and Neville, I guess, get their last. Jenny's the only person here that we really care about. Slughorn starts passing out the lunch he brought himself. Right. Which is like, okay, what the fuck am I about
1: to eat? old man. Yeah. Like,
2: cold pheasant? I think it says cold pheasant. So,
1: like, a rotisserie chicken type situation? Rotisserie yeah. chicken, yeah. Yeah. Probably less seasoned.
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. England, so
2: There's much schmoozing. Mm. Some highlights. It becomes apparent that this one student, Belby, has been invited due to his uncle's having invented the wolf spain potion. Um, but then when he admits that he doesn't really talk to that uncle slug starts ignoring him <laughs> including passing him over for food which is a, a deliciously petty it's
1: so petty this is like I, I when I was reading this it was just like okay so slughorn is like this is a, probably kind of a more realistic depiction of what a Slytherin could be if they're, they weren't a death eater right like yeah. just still not a great person or maybe even a good person.
2: But, but not the worst.
1: And But it's it's more traits than not being the worst. It's like being... I mean, I don't know any other word for it than slimy, which is obviously where he gets his name from, right?
2: You, you know that quote? Like, there are two kinds of evil people. People who do evil things and people who let evil, evil things yes. happen. Slughorn is a let evil things happen kind of guy. And almost like a mm-hmm. try
1: to... Uh, get something for myself out of it
2: yeah a bit of a peter Baelish little finger from uh, game of thrones yeah ooh
1: except he ain't so little based on the narrative
2: <laughs> i know they're meat
1: she's <laughs> like and juniors, he was fat
2: as fuck fat as fuck <laughs> So out of all these kids, Ginny is the only person who isn't obviously connected to like someone famous or awesome. And it, it eventually becomes evident that it's because she just did a really good Matt boogie <laughs> hex on some dude when, when Slughorn was walking by and he was like, damn, I need to get on her good side. I love that so much. I love Ginny so much. Yeah. So wonderful. As a reminder to the listeners, Taylor has a, what a griffin? Do- no, not a griffin doodle. Um, I, what's it called?
3: A, a golden, golden doodle. doodle. <laughs> yeah, I can see, named Jenny. I can see her paws right now under the door. Oh, uh, as she sits here and waits, um, because Joseph oh. is not home. And oh, she hates being alone. Oh, that is really sad story. She's fine when we're not here. Like she, she doesn't care. Yeah, I get it. If one of us is in the house and she's not with us, oh my god, it's the end.
2: My cats are similar. They do their little paws under the bathroom (laughs) door. They're like, "What are you doing in there, mom?"
3: Okay,
1: I got to tell you guys something. My cat Gus, my big dumb, my big dumb tabby, orange tabby boy. I love him. He um, is a yowler. He's like very dramatic, right? Because like Jackson Galaxy says, yowling is like a sign of deep distress and i'm like it's just me in the bathroom but like (laughs) he um he must come in and and i let him in but then like i was just like getting ready and not paying enough attention to him um one day this week and then like he was yelling so hard and then i swear to god guys this fucking cat said mama
3: Oh my God. That's I said. That's it. I'm
1: not oh, comfortable with this relationship anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. I'm you know I made the decision so far not to be a mom, and you are. <laughs> I, don't why are you speaking to me? It was a real planet, oh, a real Planet of the Apes like
2: no uh, moment. My cat Pepper, who is Gus's sister, actually, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and we talk about how they look alike. Too sometimes with their stupid faces, but Pepper does wander the house crying for no reason, <laughs> like like a ghost who is like looking for her long lost husband or something. She's just like wanders around crying, and you have to tell her, you got to be like Pepper, what are you doing? <laughs> they're very dramatic about nothing. It's because they're bored.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I've been having this like. Internal fight with myself about whether or not I want whether or not I want kids, but I am very comfortably a dog mom. And uh, if she called me mom, it would be the greatest moment of my life.
1: Yeah, no, I don't. Aww. It's I feel like it's different with a dog than it is a cat. You know, a husky talking, it's like that guy's quirky.
3: But then, like <laughs>
1: a cat talking, you're like witchcraft, like witchcraft, <laughs> bakery being Literally, I'm not ready for that. You know, maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I'm in my Sabrina Beccary moment. Binks. I
2: don't yeah um okay we're guys shush we're schmoozing um okay so finally slughorn turns to harry and starts listing all of his many accolades harry's just sitting there like a rock letting it wash over him he would rather die than react to something happening around him
3: yeah pretty much
2: Like what the fuck? I just I can't fathom the nuances of Harry's character. I'm too, we're too different. Do you think it's just like a he's, despite
1: everything anyone ever says, he's a Slytherin and I'm a Gryffindor, so I don't like him. Do you think it's like that? Mm. I mean, to the at the root of it all, it's Harry Maybe. after all.
2: Maybe he's a simple boy. Yeah. Slughorn like implies or like suggests that he's heard that Harry is skilled at magic and Zabini laughs about it. <laughs> Honestly, same Zabini. I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> um, and then Ginny speaks up to threaten Zabini, which my girl, and then whatever, they start talking about the prophecy and Neville and Ginny speak up and they're like, no, we never heard the prophecy, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> and Harry's like, what did they say? Did you hear them? Cause that's what you know now, that's all you. <laughs> So who cares what I have to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank God he does. He
1: that those were the two the the two correct friends to have in that scenario. They're so
2: loyal, so 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 yeah. loyal, and so nice. Like no one would challenge either one yeah. of them because that don't do that to them. Yeah. On his way back to his compartment after this, um, because they get close to the school and Slughorn's like, go, um, but Harry on his way back to the compartment is like following Zabini and he, uh, decides, he d- decides to put on his invisibility cloak and he a- attempt to enter the same compartment that Draco is in as Zabini enters it. Why are you
3: making that pain, Taylor? Because it's a dumb idea? Because it's
2: a dumb, dumb, dumb so idea?
3: Stupid. This whole scene gave me the most anxiety possible. When I it's first so read stupid. it, like, I had like just such visceral stress at the end of this chapter because of this scene.
2: Yeah. It's, I mean, the chapter does not end well. Spoiler alert. Here's the thing. Me and my friend Alexis, when we were in college together, we used to do this thing. Did you guys do this thing? I I think we called it ghosting. Before ghosting took on like a different meaning, and you would walk, you would run up like really fast behind someone, but like very stealth mode, and then you would fall into step like six inches behind them. You know, <laughs> it would be it would be somebody you know, like it would be your friend on campus, and you'd like run up behind them. That's what Harry needs to be doing. Right <laughs> I know what you you're know talking what I mean? like he about. needs he needs to be ghosting.
1: We were really cr- cringy in 2011. You know.
2: <laughs> that's probably exactly when this is from <laughs> uh, that makes me feel elderly yeah so he, he but he doesn't get there in time he has to stick out his foot to keep the door from closing <laughs> so he can slide and not slick s- Zabini's like jam jam Sam, jam Sam. like really try- <laughs> it's just not going because Harry's foot is there it's not slick so he has to like shoves the beanie back <laughs> so that he can like cause a distraction to get up on the left lo- Bro, he had the opportunity when he stuck his foot in. He had the opportunity to bail. He had the opportunity to be like, I, "This, I didn't do this good enough. I'm gonna." No, he has to see his boyfriend. <laughs> he has, but like, I, I have a question about the foot. So, is it is it uh, hidden beneath the cloak at this point? Because I guess he's grown. There's been several comments. I think that Malfoy says he sees. He later he says he saw like his. Harry's little foot (laughs) as he was climbing up into the luggage rack. So I think that maybe the cloak is big enough to cover Harry if he's focusing on it. Like, I think maybe the foot is invisible because like Zabini would probably look down to see if there was an obstruction when it wouldn't close that many times. Yeah, you'd think so. Mm -hmm. I kind of when I was a kid, I think I called him like Zamboni because it's (laughs) kind of the same word. Slow and steady wins the race. What is
1: that from? Nothing. I just made it up about Zamboni's. About Zamboni's? <laughs> that was so
2: stupid. Um. So, Harry is up on the la- luggage rack. <laughs> He's the luggage now. <laughs> and then, like, in the compartment are Draco Malfoy, Blaze Zamboni, Vincent Crabb, Gregory Goyle, and we have to have a girl, Pansy Parkinson. Justice for Pansy Parkinson. What a poorly illustrated character. She's got pug nose and she's a straight up fucking bitch.
3: I just hate to read her name too. Yeah. Her name is Pee- Pansy
2: Parkinson.
3: Her name is Pee-Pee. It is Pee-Pee.
2: Well, like Parvati Patil is like beautiful. Yeah, that's different. Pansy Parkinson is, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So Malfoy grills Zamboni about Slug. Um, Draco's like, oh, he must not know I'm here, which is why he didn't invite me, because as you know, I'm important and big and cool, and people like me. I swear, they really do like me. I don't think so. I think your dad got arrested, and that's a bad look for
3: anyone. So he doesn't like that comment. Uh, I, You know, I appreciate that he, he makes the comment, though. Yeah. Because, like, I bet up until this point... Oh, Zavini, when he's like, I think that he knows. (laughs) Yeah, I bet, like, up until this point, none of of the Slytherins have been able to say anything to Malfoy Yeah, that's remotely snarky or anything, like, disparaging. But now they can because his dad is literally in prison.
1: And we also get yet another kind of confirmation that Jenny is hot now, so... Would you believe
2: it? There, yeah, they're t- who says it? It's her. It's pansy. She's oh yeah, Pansy's she's baiting Like even him. you yeah. like her, Draco, and she's he's like, like even
1: even like that guy. Even Blaze likes her, and then like she makes like quick. It says like darting eye contact, <laughs> and he's like, I would like even Blaze is like, I would like literally die, like literally burn myself to the ground alive, then touch a fucking person like that, and it's like. A blood traitor. He thinks the, the blaze. I think you think she's
3: hot. Apparently,
2: <laughs> Blaze. What a mm. silly name! He's I kinda, a bad guy. In, rea- in reading it, I never realized that his name was just Blaze because it's spelled B L A I S E. So, reading it, it looks fancy, but hearing yeah, it, it's nice. just Blaze. Yeah. Blaze Zabini? That's a superhero's name.
1: Like, what are we That's doing? Like, I, I, ordered, I ordered that at the Italian restaurant the other night. I
2: want a Blaze Zabini. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like a like a
1: charred zucchini dish to me.
2: I was thinking, and then on the eighth day, you carry Blaze <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Zabini up the mountain. Oh my God. carry
1: Blaze Zabini up the mountain.
2: Um, so Malfoy's like just bragging and talking. He suggests he might not be at Hogwarts next year as he'll be moving on to bigger and better things. And everyone's like, "What? No!" And he's like, "This place is stupid. Don't. Haven't you been listening to me all these years? This place is stupid, and I hate it."
1: I want to go to to Pigfots. Like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> it, honestly, that really made this whole scene where he's talking about it so hard to like actually read because i'm just sitting in there thinking pig farts, pig, farts. farts.
2: <laughs> sometimes when malfoy is being extra dramatic <laughs> i cannot get lauren lopez out of my head you know yes i do it's time to go like the train is pulling into the station everyone's putting their coats on um Oh, Goyle cracks Harry on the side of the head with a suitcase <laughs> and Harry is like, oh shit. <laughs> and then and Malfoy's like, What was that? And then Harry's like My boyfriend's
1: Harry voice. Harry was like, probably he didn't even hear me. <laughs> You're
2: such an idiot. <laughs> He's like, I'm good. I'm probably good. He doesn't he has his wand in his hand and he doesn't even cast a shield charm.
3: Yeah, like he so, doesn't do a uh, single thing. It pisses me off because I'm like He's so his hubris is gigantic. Uh sorry for editing, Tina. I just like flew myself backwards because it pisses me off so much. Because <laughs> it's like you you had the mindset to put it in your hand, but you did literally nothing with it. You yeah, dumb fuck. Yeah.
1: Like just don't even yeah. you, you don't put a gun on stage if you're not gonna use it, is the saying. So Yeah. Okay, maybe
2: not. Yeah, No, (laughs) the Chekhov's gun. Sure. So. Yeah. I think it's the the same thing. You guys are
3: both referencing the same thing separately. It's the same thing. (laughs) Great.
2: (laughs) I've never heard it said like on stage before. Well, that's
3: like what people say of like, why
1: are you putting this prop on stage if it has no purpose? What's the purpose? Tell me what it's for.
2: Yeah. mm Mm-hmm. So the train stops Malfoy tells everyone to go on ahead and then he hits Harry with the old petrificus totalus and Harry falls down. <laughs> and then Malfoy stomps on Harry's face and breaks his yeah. nose and then he leaves <laughs> him there. And honestly, Harry deserves it. <laughs> it was so
1: scary to read that this this part was so scary to read originally. It was
3: the worst. So one of my biggest my biggest fears is like caves and stuff, like, the Ooh. the feeling of not being able to move. Um, So when I'm reading this, like, that's all I can think of the whole time, and I'm, like, mentally trying not to freak the fuck out, because that's where my brain kept going, is, oh, this is what it would be like if the mountain came down on top of you.
2: Uh Ugh. Ugh. Well, that's the end of the <laughs> chapter. Well, not positive. it? <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Taylor, do you have any... Final thoughts or any favorite moments or anything you want to say before we wrap it up?
3: I just appreciate the amount of sarcasm uh, that we get specifically from Ginny here in Blaze. Yeah. As much as of a terrible person Blaze is, <laughs> uh, as we saw his comment about Ginny, um, man, that line. And then. There's just some really good one-liners in this one. Mr. Weasley mentioning being Fred and George's dad. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's another, you know, we're going back to Hogwarts chapter, but for once, something happens.
2: Yeah. Hell yeah. Leela, any last words? I
3: just really like
1: to see, Je- I, I'll echo a little bit, just like Jenny just being uh, more of a character, and, and us learning more about her, and, and watching her grow, and i She's so cool yeah. and she's wild, yeah. dude. She'll do oh, anything. yeah, she's fearless. She's such a badass. Ugh, yeah, a real slithy, a real Genji slith. Um, yeah, I like how she stands up for Harry. Did you say
2: slith? Yeah,
3: I think I think she'd be good in slytherin too. Oh, I I think I that might have been a like a
2: a Freudian slip. That's the one
3: Freudian slip. Yeah. I still, I do think she would be okay in Slytherin had yeah. she been put in Slytherin. Yeah,
2: she'd be okay. I just think she's... She's better in Gryffindor. She's, like, brave more than anything and yeah. anyone, I think.
3: Yeah, no, I think she she is a Gryffindor, but I could see her surviving in Slytherin, though.
2: Yeah, for sure. Hufflepuff, no. <laughs> no. Ravenclaw, no. No. Yeah, I enjoy this book and I enjoyed this chapter and I agree that like the dialogue is just very like zippy and fun and everyone is just being all sexy and secretive. <laughs> <laughs> you just love to see it. And so we, we, we leave our hero on the ground, petrified, covered in blood until next <laughs> week. What will happen to our hero <laughs> now? Oh, my Lord.
3: What a dumb fuck.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's our guy. <laughs> Taylor what do you want people to find you anywhere on the internet have you guessed it on any cool pods recently or anything
3: uh I was like most recently on content and capable oh yeah yeah in July mm-hmm. I think the episode came out time is really weird we recorded in June I think it came out in July talking about my thesis research in um oh, yeah supporting specifically kids with uh mental health issues but you know we really got into supporting yourself with mental health issues too um nice. you can find me at tay underscore ballet uh or more importantly you can follow my dog at jenny the Griffin Doodle. yeah uh, on instagram
2: giving that one a follow for sure uh
3: joseph just posted a funny video of her being giving stupid faces today <laughs> um she she's special Oh yeah, yeah, just, just there. I, I jumped ship from Twitter yeah, a year ago.
2: What have you been watching or reading or listening to lately you think the listeners would enjoy?
3: So I have two non-traditional plugs quick before my actual plug. One, community gardens. Um, nice. I live in a very like hilly city. I live in Pittsburgh, so a lot of people don't have usable ground to grow gardens. And, you know, I just drove past one today and I was like, yeah, that's bomb. Uh, My other Uh non-traditional one is paying creators rather than, you know, just asking for views. And it just pisses me off. I was just reading an article about people just saying, oh, we'll promote your product on things. Just pisses me off. So uh, my actual (laughs) blog, though, is I've been reading Randall Munro's books lately. So he's the creator of uh, XKCD. What's that? Basically, he combines cartoons, comedy, and actual science. So he he wrote the book. Right now I'm reading What If Two? And it's like absolutely absurd um, physics questions that he attempts to actually answer with real physics equations. Cool. So the first one in this one, I'm reading What If Two, is what would happen if the solar system was filled with soup out to Jupiter? Wow. Okay. And it, it's so stupid, but so like funny. Uh if you read the if you listen to the audiobooks, they're done by Will Wheaton. Um, which is always great, but yeah, yeah, uh, it's a good time.
2: Thanks for the rec. That's really interesting. I'm gonna have to check that out. Leela, what about you? Where can people find you on the internet? Hi.
1: Um, I've been Leela. <laughs> You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Leals for Reals. And I would like to plug today a lipstick brand, a cosmetics company that I, I really enjoy. They're called Color the World. Um, it is a, a company that basically they're they're vegan, cruelty-free. And then, you know, the other words are just like fake. Hand poured artisan lipsticks, but whatever. Sure. Um so, but they all connect to causes that they support and promote. So, each lipstick color seeks to highlight and raise awareness for a different charity around the world. And they give 10% of their distribute distributed profits um to different chari- charitable causes. Each shade actually is a different like charity. And so you click on it and you learn more about that charity and then like That's you can awesome. even donate yourself. So, I, I really like the quality of the lipsticks as well. It's kind of like um, a really, really heavily tinted lip balm. It's really, really moisturizing. y. Um, right. It's not going to be a matte lip if
2: that's what you're looking for, but it's something that right.
1: just feels good on your lips.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Cool. That's a lot of information about lipstick, but that does sound cool. I like the charity thing. Yeah. I've been your host, Christina. You actually inspired my plug because I was like, ah, oh, fuck, what do I plug? I haven't been doing anything lately. <laughs> Um, But I'll plug Camp Lilac, which is the charity organization that the patrons of the restricted section have voted Uh, our net, all of our net profits that we make through our Patreon get donated to Camp Lilac, which is like an actual summer camp for like trans and gender questioning, gender nonconforming kids. And it's just a really important safe space for a lot of these kids where they can like be themselves and make friends who are like them or going through similar experiences. So um if you're throwing around money, go give them a little donation. Cause we do and they deserve it. Anyway, I'll read a book again someday and I'll be able to plug that. Just <laughs> you wait. <laughs> Just you wait. Taylor, thank you so much for joining us for yet another wonderful episode of the restricted section.
3: Thanks for having me. I, I always love coming on and seeing my friends.
2: Yeah. I'll see you back for the final book.
3: I look forward to it. I have already put in my chapter for it, and I am excited.
2: Yay! And Leela, as always, thank you for being there. Thank you for loving me. The whole world's thanking you. Everybody's
1: thanking you.
2: you, uh, You're (laughs) welcome. Anytime. And that's the end of the episode.
3: Bum, bum, bum.
2: That's it, Podheads. Thanks for listening to The Restricted Section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod, on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod, or in our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy.
0: Do you love to be super scared? Do you enjoy listening to hilarious hot takes on timeless classics? Well fear not, listeners, I'm here! Welcome to the Super Scary Podcast, where we cover everything from the supernatural to the superpowered. I'm your host Josh, a scaredy-cat nerd who enjoys superhero sci-fi and horror movies way too much. Whether I'm processing my trauma from Texas Chainsaw Massacre or reminiscing on the nostalgia of Hocus Pocus, my guest and I have a hilarious time going through our favorite, and sometimes not-so-favorite moments. I'm your friend the end, listeners, because everyone's entitled to one super scary podcast. We post weekly episodes on Mondays and you can find us at Super Scary Podcast on all the socials. See you in the afterlife listeners.
3: I'm going to apologize ahead of time if you have to edit out my asshole dog who's in the other okay. room.
2: You know a lot of people who come on this show have asshole
3: dogs. She, well, she has decided in the past week to start eating my underwear, so
0: Dave X Media.